How was your day today? Um, it was good. Just good? Yeah, it was good. I miss you. I mean, you had a nice coming home present, literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, we kind of sort of left them with a cliffhanger last week. Mm-hmm. We did. And uh, I guess I need to circle back and see how you feel now that you've had some time to think about that question. And you actually didn't need that much time. Um, but yeah. But I, I know, like, it definitely brought up conversation off top out of the podcast it did sometimes i hate when that happens i i think we might need to invest in like a portable (laughs) podcast you know they they do have those so i know we talked about like doing one in the car or maybe like reading our text messages to each other (laughs) (laughs) so the question was do you need time away to help cope with all the trauma you've done what had to go through in your past I think I asked you that question too yeah I asked you if you could would you give me that time and uh I said hell no I I said no that's not what I said I said yes Mm -hmm. and I kind of saw your body language um change after that but I said yes um but I'd be devastated. You said yes and no. That's what you you said. Like, you started getting emotional. Yeah. You said, like, yes, if I could. But you, I think what you interpreted um, giving me time would be kind of like not being together anymore. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily not being together. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just taking time away to... Uh, self-cope because I feel like um, when we're together yeah number one it's so great Mm -hmm. that you can't think about the things like that or if you do it's kind of in the back of your mind and I feel like in order to get over something you kind of got to put it first to Mm -hmm. um, get over it and I mean I have got over things at my own pace Yes. I feel like you are so much better at processing and then letting it go and moving on, which I'm very much slow on those things. Um, You know, one of the things that was hard for me and you saw me was when um, the divorce papers came in. I was very emotional over that. You know that. I mean, you you had to you had to clarify what you were emotional about because I got pissed um, because you from the outside looking in, it it looked like you were upset that you were getting divorced. Yes. And that wasn't the case. No, that wasn't the case. It was it was just like a failure. Yeah, like you put so much time into yeah. something and it got nowhere. Yeah, and then on top of that, I felt like I had let Lewis down. Like I chose myself over him. Um, and so that mom guilt would kick in. I knew you were trying to be there for me, um, but at the same time you couldn't. So yeah, I had to. I like, wasn't the right person for that. I had to like rely on, lean on like Jeanette or Rachel to help me process. Like they understood what I was going through. They also understood your side as well. Yeah. Um. Uh, but you know. I think Jeanette recently, she was dating somebody, 
And she was just saying, like, that person's going through divorce themselves. And she's like, I'm going to let that person process it. And I can't invest in that person yet because until you go through that process, it's like a death. Um, yeah. And so I was processing it. Like, I was happy with with my life with you, but then I was having to let go. Eventually, like, I did do it. I did them, like, simultaneously. Am I saying that? My ESL kicks in. Yeah, you, but you also see the thing is, is I feel like you're very closed off right now with explaining your feelings because you're like, I needed to process letting go and it just doesn't sound right. Um, No, I mean, it wasn't letting go. I had already let go, but it was almost like, no, I, no one imagines that. And so I just... I, I guess I just let it go, and I got over that eventually. My mom guilt, too. Like, um, I felt really guilty, and you knew that, and mm-hmm. you saw me, like, spiral through that. Um, eventually, I'm like, you know what? Like, Louis is doing really good. I'm doing better. Like, this is just a better place for me. Like, I'm loved and I'm protected. Um, I'm not really sure what I'm, like, morning or whatever I was doing at the time yeah I mean that's what I was you were like you weren't the right person like to comfort you during that time because that's how I felt like the whole way through I was like you guys were like basically put on the curb yeah um because he had better things to do Mm -hmm. it seemed like all the time so why why be sad about leaving that kind of situation that's how i was feeling in the moment yes and so yeah i mean also too like um like i told you you have had more relationships than me and you've been able to process these things and um i i hadn't it was like my first like breakup i guess real breakup i don't know well, that was yeah. difficult, you know, and but that is like in the past, like after our last episode, I know you asked me that question. I don't necessarily I don't need it. Um, I'm not working on getting. I At least the way when you asked me that question, I felt like you were asking me if I needed time to get over the relationship. And that wasn't it at all. Am I making sense? So you want to say what it was? It was just I needed time to and to let go of old habits and response. Such as? The way sometimes I respond to you. But what do you mean by respond? I- I'm trying to undo the way my brain was wired before. Um, there's a lot of things sometimes I, I'm the one who actually uh, starts the conflict because of the way, like I, I was kind of drilled mentally. So I'm trying to let those that go. And like you said, like, I can't be, um, punishing you for my ex. And so that's what I'm, I'm working through. Yeah. I'm just trying to be a better partner for you and undo all that damage and old I don't want to say habits but old way of thinking 
Gotcha. So then back to the question, do mm-hmm. you think time away would help that? No. Okay. Yeah. I I love you too much. I don't even like to go to work. Those 10 hours are rough. <laughs> you do text me about 10 million times and call about 50, but you have slowed it down and which made me have to pick it up because I miss you too when you're gone. With that being said, <laughs> we want to welcome everybody back to Tequila Talk at Night. It's your girl, Jess. And this is Tanya. And that had to have been the longest intro that we was. have had. Oh, sorry. But it's okay. It was just kind of like a little continuation from last episode because it was a long one. And it, was it was a long one. It I got feel late for us. I was yeah. tired. Yeah. and um, Out of tequila. Yeah, I think it could have got even longer, honestly. There's so much more in depth. From that, uh, but yeah, I know that after we uh, stopped podcasting, we went to our bedroom. We continue talking, uh, even the next day, just like texting. I know that it makes you a little nervous, and it it, it gives you bad feelings when you're like, "Do you need time away?" When you start questioning if I need time away. It's a a hard thing to go through everything that you have gone through Mm -hmm. in your past as, you know, being raised, um, you know, being separated from your family um, because of the religion um, barrier, I guess you can say. Um, You know, the fact that you are getting drunk text and weird ass text messages from your ex. Like it would make anybody irritable. I don't think, I don't think nervous is the right word. Um, irritable more so because that shit's irritating, you know, it is. And, uh, but I mean, as soon as things come up, I, I, at least with you, um, you have taught me that communication is very uh, essential. Absolutely. I didn't really have that before. I didn't communicate very much. Uh, only because I didn't feel safe like yeah. to communicate. Like, my thoughts were, I, I felt like it wasn't safe for me to say it. And if I did say it, I was put down for it. Like, and with you, you taught me, like, no, it's okay. You don't need to be scared. Like, if you're afraid to tell me something, then we have an issue. Yeah. and Absolutely. Because when you become afraid of your partner um there's there's something wrong there yeah so i mean i know I, when i got that drunk text that he sent mm-hmm. um i think we did explain it right in the podcast i don't remember anymore. i'm sure we did you know he was lying went out with his lesbian girlfriend and you okay. know xyz yeah and so when he sent me that text saying that he was um still in love with me or loves me i think what he a, said. yeah 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 Tomato, tomato. I felt like so uncomfortable, but I'm like, I knew that if I didn't tell you, like it was going to cause like more issues and I was hiding something and that was going to make me look guilty. Although I had nothing, I couldn't control that tax. Yeah. Well, that's what, um, our little good friend of ours, our little therapist, uh, told us like idiots are going to be idiots. Like, you can't control what he does yeah. or what he sends. Um, obviously, we have to keep open communication with him for Lewis. Um, 
which he kind of screws up his damn self. But I don't ever get mad at you mm-hmm. for what he sends. But like you said, if you you did everything right, like you woke up to that, you woke me up like, hey, like this fool. It's at four in the morning. I woke um, her up. And I wasn't mad. I actually kind of laughed about it and was like, he's an idiot. And then went on our little hunt to find out the information that we needed to find out. Yeah. I mean, you checked with me first throughout the day and you were like, how did that text make you feel? Um, you know, throughout the day, you're like, are you okay? Yeah. Um, cause I, cause you know, I have a late reaction to things, you know that. And mm-hmm. so I feel like you're always constantly making sure I'm okay. Um, I mean, at the time, I just, at the time, I was like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> like, he must have been drunk. Um, and then we just, dis- you discovered the rest with Jackie. And I was like, oh, God, and now I'm pissed. Yeah. But I mean, how did that, that make you feel? Like, w- seeing that kind of, I mean, even the one that you got earlier today, like. um, Well, I had two feelings. Um, one, I'm like. Uh, I'm like, I feel bad for you because I'm perfectly happy. <laughs> like, I feel like what made you go that uh, that route to send me a text message drunk, you know? Yeah. And then, then I had an anger when I found out like, hey, you are actually supposed to be in a work assignment, but you're actually celebrating her birthday and you lied to our son and then to me. Uh, and then I just got really angry at that point. Um, I don't like to be deceived. And so I rather it be honest with me because there's times that we might have to switch weekends. And if you that he would have been honest, like, hey, this is her birthday. I get it. Things come up. Yeah. Instead of like using work as an excuse. Yeah. Um, and like you said, we all worked. We all work. And so I, I didn't really appreciate that line. I made it. I try to make it as clear as I could. I don't lie again. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, today I, I got a text message too. Um, I didn't even respond to that. There's no need to. Yeah. Um, it was a lengthy one. Not drunk. <laughs> <laughs> that you know of. <laughs> I, I don't know. But... Um, of course, I sent it to you immediately. How does that make you feel? Um, well, I think Cardi B said it the best. She was like, I want to thank all my haters because you listen to my shit and that benefits me. <laughs> I think that's how she said it. Yeah, with a tongue like that <laughs> and yes, everything. tongue comes out and everything. Um, yeah, I mean, you may not like me, but you like me enough to listen to listen and so yeah that's what the the text message that she received from her ex was that he listened to the podcast and that he was apologizing for um how she I guess perceived things went um which is I think he said and for the lack of communication and yes and for the lack of communication um tomato tomato again um I told him me personally, like I took it with a grain of salt because just last week he was calling us all kinds of names. And so <laughs> when we like, discovered him on his lives, yeah, when we, when we figured out that like, Oh, you're not working. Like, you know, we, we have Lewis 
99.5% of the time. And we don't fucking complain about it. We don't ask for anything. We just do what we have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have another child and we also take care of my grandfather. We both have jobs. We have a business. Like we are, I am sure, 10,000 more times busier than he is. Um, and we don't ask for anything. So if you needed to switch, he, we would have switched or whatever, you know, to, to help out. But um, the fact that we were the, the problem in that situation to, in his eyes, and then for him to send an apology um, for something that happened that he continuously did for 14 years of your guys' marriage. Um, Kid, lack of communication. I think is bullshit. A lack of communication for 14 years is not lack of communication. It it's, still continues. It's not wanting to have communication. There's a big difference. Um, like, I forgot to feed our dogs this morning. <laughs> um, please do not call DPS on me. They're very well taken care of. But I did forget to feed the dogs this morning. And babe was going to go let the dogs in to their crates before we started podcasting. And I was like, no, I just fed them. Now, if I wouldn't have said that and she brought the dogs in and they shit all in their crates, that would have been lack of communication. Yeah. You know, you you can't have lack of communication for 14 years and apologize for that. Like, lack of communication happens in a short period of time and then you fix it. But I mean, I feel like with you, I have learned a lot of things. You you were not very good at communicating. I had to drill that into your head. Like, yeah, and it would cause a lot of fights. Like, um, you would be like, you're lying to me. And I'm like, I'm not lying to you. I just I just didn't tell you. I didn't I didn't think I needed to communicate that. Like, I wasn't purposely hiding that i just didn't realize you wanted to know everything but honestly jess is like you can never over communicate in a relationship so we try to tell each other everything yeah i do i know i do i'm really big on communicating um so yeah um but it has gotten you're right it has gotten so much better i think too what helped uh another thing i learned from you was it's okay to express my feelings. Absolutely. And I'm still learning that. Yes, but you are getting better. You, when I first met you, you were so shut off. Even though, like, you were so bubbly and happy, everybody thought you were, like, the happiest person. Mm-hmm. I even told you this. While we were at work, I was just like, I see bullshit. Mm-hmm. I was like, something's wrong. And shortly after that, we had sex. But anyways... <laughs> I think um, it was just putting so much energy to, like, a facade, like, to be yeah. happy. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, for so many years of my life, was a bullshitter. And a bullshitter knows bullshit. So that's why you always tell me, like, I can't hide anything from you. I'm like, first of all, you shouldn't be trying to hide anything. <laughs> I really can't. Like, I, I'm not trying to hide anything, but I can't even, like, keep a thought to myself. Because Jess is like, what's wrong? Tell me. And I'm like... <laughs> Can I have a second? 
Like I usually know like something's wrong before you know something's yeah. wrong. I'm she'll like, be like, nothing's wrong. And then like two hours later, she'll be like, oh, I hate you. You were right. Yeah. And so you, you know, you taught me that expressing my emotions, it's okay. And even if those emotions don't make sense, like they still need to be said. Because there's times you're, you would tell me like, why do you feel like this? I don't really understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, you still let me express them, but you were confused. And the thing is with me is that, because I wasn't very used to expressing them, I haven't developed the language or to fully explain what I'm feeling. Yeah. So it's very choppy when I'm telling you. And of course, I just like, do what our son does. What do you do? Cry? He just, no, he just sends emojis. He sends emojis. He can't put it into words yet, but damn it, he'll cuss you out through emojis. <laughs> <laughs> you remember when he sent his dad the Pinocchio? He one? sent me the Pinocchio <laughs> one time too. When he thought you were lying to him about the bathroom or something. No, like no. That. He wanted um first of all, just likes Dunkin' Donuts. No, is it Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah. And they have this breakfast tacos there. So oh, then yeah. they got okay, me hold making on, hold on, breakfast hold on. tacos Time at home. out. We need to set it straight because we do have our own coffee business. We do. I do not like Dunkin' Donuts coffee. You like the breakfast? I like their breakfast tacos. And so Lewis got on board of the breakfast tacos. And I'm like, no, I'm not paying two ninety nine for each taco. I'm going to make it here. So I've been making them here. And so in the morning, he's like, I want, you know... Breakfast tacos. Breakfast tacos. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to put, I'm going to make them for you. Let me cook the bacon. In his eyes, I was taking a very long time. And so I was in, I put the bacon to cook in our George Foreman. And I went to our room to get dressed. And there he is sending me Pinocchio emojis. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? She wasn't in the kitchen cooking. Yeah. Oh, I love this And kid. then I text him. We're in the same damn house, and I text him, and I'm like, do you think I'm lying? And he's like, he, I think he puts, like, the little emoji with his hand. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and then, you know, I got dressed, and then I come out, and he's sitting, I think, in the living room or dining room. And I'm like, do you think I'm lying to you? He's like, oh. Yeah. We we have um, emoji fest time. <laughs> That's how he likes to spin I give each kid like their own individual time with me throughout the day. And you walked in on us having our <laughs> emoji fest and we're literally both <laughs> sitting at the dining room table I next to each other. I sat in TikTok so people could see it. <laughs> we're literally <laughs> sitting next to each other at the table texting each other back and forth like as fast as we can. Jiffin emojis. He freaking loves it. I it's literally had came back from Home Depot because your dad was helping us with the water hose. Um, and I just walk in and like, I just see you send all these emojis. I'm like, what are you doing? Like texting Lewis. Is it Lewis right next to you? Yep. She's like, that's how I bond with Lewis. Don't, don't judge us. <laughs> We're it's emoji fest time. I'm like, okay. It's a whole ass party for him. Oh, he loves it. Anyways, so going back, yes, I have, there's three emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if they're considered emotions, but depression, anxiety, anger. Okay. If you had to pick one that bundles your past, what would it be? Anger. I figured. I see a lot of it um, a lot of the time. You, you know, you mentioned that 
Um, sometimes I have to pay for your ex's mistakes. Mm -hmm. And I try to be as understanding as possible because when I do have to pay for that, those mistakes that he made in your in the past, mm -hmm. um, I see anger attached to them. Oh, I have a lot of anger attached to them. Yeah. Um, like sometimes you'll do something and it'll trigger me and it's just all you don't even know why I'm attacking. I know. Like when I bought my Peloton. Oh my gosh. You guys, that was a bad one. I wish, you know what? I have cameras everywhere. Well, mainly on the outside, but we should put cameras on the inside and just go live sometimes when shit like that happens. <laughs> like, whew, talk about explicit episodes. Yeah. I mean, we don't, when we get into arguments, we're not cussing or anything like that no no uh, well it's actually you know what it actually might kind of be kind of boring because we're still very respectful to each other but it's just i think you remember when we saw kevin hart mm -hmm. and he was like i don't know if it was him or if it was one of the plastic cut boys before him yeah but they were like when you get mad at your spouse and you and he's like and you guys can't talk you just walk by each other in awkwardness and you're like trying to like squeeze by each other without touching and Things like that. Do you remember that? Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, we resolved it within the day, but it was just a lack of communication. And you know what's so crazy now that we are actually saying this out loud? Like, I, for once, had mm. lack of communication. Mm-hmm. Or not lack of, late communication. I bought the bike and then decided to talk to her about it. Bad idea. I knew it as soon as I did it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think we're going to have to move on from this topic. There, I mean, it is, it's, it is what it is. It's, it's a here. nice bike. It is a nice bike. I haven't used it yet. You know, I have issues with her. I told her, I was like, baby, you want to go ride the bike? I was just like, you can ride the bike and I'll do a, a weight exercise. And she's like, no, I'm mad at that bitch. She caused an argument between us. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she's like, okay. <laughs> She's, like, not trying to ride the Peloton for as long as she possibly can. No, that's not true. Um, She's going to get on it tomorrow. I'm yes. going to make her get on it tomorrow and before she goes to work. I don't know. <laughs> 3 a.m. ride. No. It's the best time to do no. it. I, uh, I was planning to get on it today, but we decided to go look for luggage because yes. we have, like, 23 days before we go on our family. 23 days. And um, so... I just, we went to that and we came late. Uh, you know, I'm actually thinking like maybe we should buy a portable podcast. To do it over there? And do it in New Orleans. Maybe. How fun would that be? That would be so much fun. Anyways, um, so you have anger attached to your uh -huh. past. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a little bit different. Yeah, you are. Um. It, it takes a lot for me to get angry, I think. But when I do, there's so much, like, depression and anxiety attached to that that you never know which way I'm going to go. I might cry. I might yell. But um, even, like, when I was at work and there would be drama, mm -hmm. I would get so upset that I would cry. Yes. And a lot of people don't understand that because old Jess wouldn't cry. I mean, old Jess is very much alive. <laughs> Not and with I me. And I try and I, yeah, that was very true. 
And I try very, very hard to not let old Jess come out. Because I like old, old Jess. <laughs> I like her when old Jess she's is dangerous. I like her when she's defending her family. So like when um you know, you're trying to put this fool in his place. I like that because you get so defensive and so I do passionate. And I just a family love is it. everything like mm-hmm. like I know what I have is good. And when people try to mess with that, especially my kids and my wife, like we about to have problems. But, you know, like I wasn't always like that growing up. Um, I fought with my brothers and my sister a lot. Um, I was always getting in trouble because I was always doing some shit that I wasn't supposed to do. And I was, A, either getting snitched on or B, getting caught. But it took a specific incident in my life for me to get to that point. Hmm. I feel like a lot of the ways that you are currently, they always go back to some certain way or relationship or something in your past well yeah because like i tell you um when you get out of a relationship um it's it's only considered a waste of time if you didn't learn something from it so just like your past relationship i'm like i hope you learned from that don't let not that i would but don't let me do the same dumb shit that they did yeah you know someone told me when i told them that i was getting married next year and someone told me the same thing, basically, that you said. Whatever mistakes you made in your first marriage, make sure you you learn from those and um, adjust and be a better version of that. So that makes sense. Absolutely. And um, <clears throat> it took many, many relationships. We'll just add another many on top <laughs> of that um, for me to learn and uh, and honestly. There was times where I did make the same mistake twice, yeah. maybe three times, four times um, before I was just like, yeah, like, come on, Jess, get it together. I know we I always ask you about your past relationships just because you have so much more experience and in in them. And so I know that we have talked about certain habits that you kept repeating or cycles that you kept repeating with certain people and um so yeah well I will say like my past what maybe four relationships mm-hmm. um since I've had Catalea mm-hmm. god that sounds so horrible considering she's only seven mm-hmm. but um and we've been together for two years so you do the math that's like what one a year you live and you learn, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was reason, one of your cycles reason, that I'm talking about. <clears throat> no, but the reason why those were such quick relationships was um, I saw the red flags early and I wasn't going to allow myself to repeat those same bad habits and bad relationships before. Like, I would give them a chance. It's like, okay, like, we have good communication. Uh, not good communication, good conversation. Um, you're all right. You know, you're not a 10 or nine or eight or seven, but we could try this out. Like a solid five on a good day. Wait, wait, who's a solid five? Like those girls. Oh, I thought you, yeah, on a good day. But like, 
Um, you thought I was referring to me? I thought you said me. Oh, no. And no, I was just like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm more than a solid five. Yeah, like, baby. Like a five and a half. Oh. Wow. <laughs> but anyways, um, but going back, it took one specific situation that caused a lot of depression and anxiety up to this point. And when I get angry, a lot of the times it takes me back to that specific like place, place, or feeling. Uh, yeah, time in my life where mm-hmm. um, I don't want to go to that point anymore. So when I do go take that trip mentally to that point, yeah, it's it's serious, and you're looking at me with like, <laughs> and over here like. Thinking, like, have I taken you to that place? Oh, you've taken me to that place many times. Oh, that's not good. But there has also been other factors. I know that you wouldn't take me to that point and to that place sober. Oh. <laughs> but each each of our major um, incidents and arguments, um, you've always been intoxicated. Well, I'm rectifying that situation. I am a recovering social drinker. <laughs> I, I've i been doing so much better. You have to admit that. So, And what's crazy about that is you're a new social drinker because you couldn't drink before like that. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't go out and like drink with friends. So I guess like yeah. I just needed to learn like to pace myself and not get lost in like socializing and not even noticing how many drinks yeah. I have. So you you basically what happened is you went from someone who would babysit you and tell you what you can and cannot do to me, and I'm like, you're an adult. Like, yeah, do what you want, and you're like, YOLO. Yeah, it's not Let like me I, fuck up it's these not like real I, quick. Ooh, okay. It's not like I didn't drink before. I mean, I would like let's say I I got I would go to dinner and I might have one or two, but it wasn't anything like like when we go out to like parties and we're there for hours and I love uh-huh. I love how you're trying to justify yourself no, right no. now. My love. I'm not trying Hold to justify on. myself. Time out. Mm-hmm. We started a whole ass podcast called Tequila Talk at Night. Where we're drinking. We are drinking. While we talk. Yeah. I'm not trying to justify. I'm just saying, like, I did drink before. I just didn't, like, drink in group, uh, huge group settings. And um, that's when issues started happening. When I started, we started becoming really social and hanging out with big groups of friends. And there's, like, oh. eight of us. Tops. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, the first incident was at a Christmas party. There was like sixty people yeah, there. Yeah, there was a lot of people there. Yeah. So But nevertheless, like you said, yes, you are doing better. You are realizing your limits. You know, I was so proud of you because you had three drinks at the last party we went to mm-hmm. and you were like, I'm actually feeling kind of tipsy. And I'm like, you know why, baby? Because before when you would drink three drinks, you would just continue four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten afterwards without actually taking a break. But as yeah. you take a break, you realize that three drinks, you actually are already past your limit because the limit is usually two. If you were to get pulled over and have to blow, do a breathalyzer test, you will go over the limit if you've had more than two drinks. Don't ask me why I know this. But anyway. Well, you know, 
I actually had three drinks in about like a five hour span. Yeah. So it was pretty good. But, you know, when I was talking to the bartender, the bartender that we have, uh, she bartends like a lot of our events and a lot of our friends events. Um, So she was there at the Christmas one. And I told her like, hey, I'm going to behave at this at this party like i'm not gonna drink as much the last one i did really bad and she's like yeah i know i was there serving you the drinks <laughs> and i'm i just got she basically so said you were fooled yeah i was so embarrassed and so i felt that i needed to by talking to her i felt like not only was i being accountable accountable like to mm-hmm. you but also to her yeah um and so and it should have been to yourself as well yeah and to myself because i don't like to wake up i didn't want to it was a whole mess that night and the next day um yeah we don't have to get into all yeah but i have gotten better like i said i'm a recovering social drinker (laughs) (laughs) pasting myself one drink at a time it's a new uh n a a a (laughs) <laughs> like new alcoholic anonymous. <laughs> yes. So going back um before my social drinking situation, I was telling you that there's a lot of patterns or a lot of the way that you are now due to things that happened in your past. So like one of them is like if you see me emotionally crying, like like sorry, not emotional crying crying you start blaming yourself like you must have done something and honestly it has sometimes nothing to do with you um sometimes i'm just freaking emotional and i just like want to cry all day and i should be allowed to but i feel like the first thing is because as a kid you were the youngest and as the youngest i feel like every your siblings tend to like blame you because that's i feel like that happens in every family and so i see that like anything like if we overspend and we're like short in money um like it's your fault somehow uh and i'm over here like didn't i agree to to spend this money and i feel like you know that makes me sad to see you like that i mean also too i just think that's part of my personality um it is easier for me to blame myself because then i can fix it i'm in control and i feel like i can fix it if it's something with you um i necessarily um can't be in control of that issue so if i take the issue and i flip it to where it's my fault i feel like i'm in more control of the situation like you can stop crying now this is my fault and now i can be like jess how the fuck can you fix this problem? Does that make sense? Yeah, but I don't like when you do that. I know you don't, but it is mm. what it is. Like, I can work on it, Yeah, possibly, maybe, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> yeah, because then you're like Lewis. I mean, you're like, Catalea's crying, and then Lewis is crying too because he saw Catalea cry, and then he becomes the main issue instead of Catalea. And so then that's exactly what happens. You see me upset, and then you start blaming yourself. And now I'm here having to uh, stop myself from crying to, like, help you. So... (laughs) absolutely if you haven't learned something about this relationship by now it's all about me (laughs) (laughs) um no so but there honestly there's there's a reason for that and this the thing is is that 
Why are you looking at me like that? I want to see what you're going to tell me. You're making me lose my train of thought, though. Is it like a sexy look? No. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if there was a beaver, like, looking through our window right now with their two front teeth, just like... I don't have any fucking teeth. (laughs) Like this, look. This is how you look. (laughs) I wish this was video. Babe. Anyway, You constantly tell me I have small teeth. You do have small teeth. And then you're comparing me to a beaver who has chompers. Because somehow when you're looking at me right now, like your freaking chompers are coming out. They're little chompers, but they're still like this. Look, (laughs) she makes fun of me. She's like, I love your baby teeth. Your chiclet teeth. (laughs) I'm like, and then it becomes so self-conscious. I want veneers already. (laughs) Um, Now you made me forget what we were talking about. With my baby teeth? Yes, your baby chompers. Your baby beaver. That how you uh, take attention from me when I'm like crying. So, yes, that is um, the main reason why I do that is, like I said, so that I can be in control of the situation. Um, I am a lot like Lewis, and this is why I'm so hard on him with this, because he needs to not um, pick up this trait. But the thing is, is you have not shown me that you're capable of handling the situation that allows you to have those emotions. And what I mean by that is if there's a problem, you don't fix the problem. You put it in the back of your head and move on. Mm-hmm. But guess what happens next week? That same problem. Like you mean emotions? No. I'm saying like, let me see if I can find an example. Um. <clears throat> You're upset because you haven't been washing your car. We decided to cancel our car wash membership because we're paying a monthly subscription and we go like once a month and we are paying so much for it and not using it. So we're like, we'll just wash it, you know, when we go or we'll wash it ourselves. And every time you go to your car, you're like, you get so emotional because you're like, my car is so dirty. I can't believe it's like this. Da 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 da. But yet you're not doing what you should be doing to keep the inside clean, which is where it really matters. <laughs> you're not, you know what I mean? You're not going out there and washing it. Like you're over here making TikToks and doing all this. Like I bought the stuff. On. Yeah, I know you bought the stuff and it's been sitting there since you bought it. I'm glad to see it's out of the box now. Can somebody tell me when am I going to find time for this? There's been plenty of time. No, there has not. Okay. Well, I'll go over the time. That has been wasted, like making TikTok videos and Instagram and uh, social media. There's always time. We just choose not to take it. So, like I said, this is Tanya Tanyaing. You take the problem. You What is it called that you do? We've talked about it before. Instead of, like, working through the issue. A suppressor? You suppress it. You suppress the issue and move on, and everyone's like, okay, we're fine. Everything, everything's good. Tanya's better now. But then three days later, ba-bam, <laughs> Tanya's <laughs> tripping again because she's tanya because the suppressed issue has made it to the front of her head again. Yeah, I haven't learned how to control that yet. So when since you, you have not learned that yet, I go ahead and I put it on me. I'm like, oh, you haven't washed your car. You know what? It's my fault. I'm the one with the busy schedule. I should be doing more editing. I should be doing this. I should be doing that so that Tanya has more time. Can you go to work for me too? (laughs) I don't want to go to work for me. You know, like, hold up. But my thing is, is that's why I do it. 
because you know i i don't don't do that with the kids i don't do that with this fool in here i don't do that with my parents anymore it's just you and it's because i don't like to see you cry i don't like to see you upset right now everybody who's listening to this is all oh jess is so sweet yeah i am i'll take on and i'll be the one to cry i'll be the one to be upset over your issues because I don't like you. I never you told have, you to do that. I You don't have to. But I'm saying like you have enough things suppressed that you need to work through and get out. You got your own issues. I sure in the hell do. But <laughs> <laughs> you get crazy when you're emotional. Mm-hmm. Like you push buttons that don't need to be pushed. I opened doors that didn't even know they were open yeah. or there. Yeah, you're an asshole. Is what that is. Is when you start getting emotional and. But I'm. Whatnot. But ninety nine point nine. I'm pretty nice. But that point one is deadly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's not good. I I do admit that. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. I'm sorry. You're a mess, baby. I am. You're a mess. <laughs> I'm a big mess, but. Okay. Well, I do appreciate that you know how to navigate through your feelings. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes, but you know what? I will say my de- my suppression helps me sometimes, like to get me out of of um, jams. Like I'm good at dealing with things happening in the moment because I suppress them and like move forward. As with you, you kind of like um, have like a mental breakdown and kind of everything st- stays in suspense. And I'm over here like, bitch, we ain't got time to process. We got to move on. Like, think later. Do now. But if you add up the time loss, my issues take less time because I sit and I deal with them. And then they're done. But you, yeah. you'll take 30 minutes one day, <laughs> 30 minutes another day, 30 minutes another day. And then a month later. 30 minutes another day <laughs> and they just add up and I'm like if we would have just sat down for 45 minutes and talked through it and worked through it and been done with it we would have saved all them days I guess but I mean it makes life exciting I don't know who told you that <laughs> but whatever alter ego inside of you lets you know that that was exciting do you think this is why I have like an alter ego ego um like the princess status that i was at at work i i just think that you're crazy it's it's not even an alter ego at this point like i there's a few people that were like she's the princess and i was like yes to you guys like she's the princess and other people they would say that they'd be like she's the princess and in translation it meant slave Oh. <laughs> like you did whatever they wanted you to do and and yes you know to certain people i i really do believe that you were their princess you were like cinderella you know doing all the cleaning and slaving away and they were like princess tanya <laughs> just doing all the work for everybody but well you know how i am can't do it right and do it myself yeah, you told me that a few times. If you don't like how I do it, do it yourself. Just like that one time I made the grilled cheese. <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. With the meatballs. So you made me. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Whatever, babe. See? You see, no, you're a mess. I am a mess. But you know what? I have finally came to, I I have come to accept that. I am a mess. And I'm okay with that. Except for the processing part. That's going to take years. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, everybody processes things differently. I just recently let you know um, that I processed a situation that I thought I was processing, and I was processing it wrong for many, many years. And it just was recently when I realized I wasn't processing it correctly. Mm -hmm. You suppressed it. I did. I did more than suppressed it. Mm -hmm. I suppressed it and made it completely different than what it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you did. Yeah. That's the situation we keep talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it is a situation we keep talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Did I make you nervous right now? Um, no, you didn't make me nervous. It's your story, so you could say it if you want to. Um, you don't have to share it, but if you do, I mean, it's fine. We've always been honest in this podcast. Um, even I have my ex listening as well, and he he'll text me. He'll be like, what the hell? Why um, are you talking about me? Yeah, but, you know, in this podcast, this is our our point of view how things happen you know and so also too like people need to understand when we talk about things on here we're not threatening anybody we're not um you know it has been brought to our um to our attention they're like oh it's defamation of character Uh, no it's not because it's our point of view um we're not costing you your job we're not costing you any change in life status absolutely we don't even mention like my ex's name or anything but i mean people know who your ex is that's not the point the point is is it's freedom of speech like yeah we're able to talk about what we want to talk about if you choose to listen that's on you um to any average listener out there um they don't know who we're talking about but they should but anyways (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah the situation uh it it made me a very different person um, over the years. And to uh, this day, I feel like it's it's still kind of um, messed with my mental state. Okay. Just until recently mm-hmm. when I realized um, that the way I coped with it was probably not the best way to cope with things because that messed me up even more. I also think that you were a lot younger and I don't feel like when you're in your early 20s, you tend to have a lot of fake friends. I think that happens to every 20 year old out there. Um, They're just friends for like one season, not for a lifetime. I mean, it also also didn't help the fact that the, the lifestyle I was living either. Yeah. So, some of you may know, most of you do not know, um, randomly, what is it, like maybe nine years ago, eight years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, technically eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the bright idea to try to please my parents, in a way, I guess, um, and slept with a guy and got pregnant, and he wanted me to abort the child. And I wasn't okay with that. I also wasn't okay with the fact that I slept with a guy. 
Um, but by the time I kind of snapped out of it, I was like, what the fuck just happened? Um, and so I ran away from the situation because I was going through a whole bunch of other shit at the time as well. And um, made up a story to cope with the situation. And that was the story that I told everyone from that point on. And I began to believe that story myself um, just up until um, like three weeks three, ago, three weeks ago, maybe. Or maybe a month. Yeah, we were podcasting and I started talking about the situation and I was like, hold up. We can't release that shit. It's not true. And uh, like Tanya said, what we say on here is our point of view and the truth to what how we know it. And it took me hearing it out loud as I'm editing to realize that that was not the truth. So, um, and then I have baby girl on the other side who for years have been like, how come I don't have a dad? Who's my dad? I know I had to have come from one girl, one boy. She's too damn smart for her own goddamn good. Yeah. And um, I had to open that door so that when she does get older, she doesn't feel the need to be angry with me and think that I purposely kept him away from her. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think when you told me, obviously I was upset because I feel like we never have lied to each other, at least not purposely. And I know you didn't do it purposely, but it was it was such a big it wasn't obviously how it built our relationship, but it was a story, you know. And so when you told me about uh, baby girl and how she came to how she was conceived, I was like, what the hell? Like, you all told us this. You told us this story. So I was a little bit upset at that, um, at the fact that it took you two years to tell me. But I think you said it's because you finally felt comfortable. No, absolutely not. And, and still to this day, still to this very moment, you sit across from me. And you still don't understand why and how I was able to tell you. Oh, because you heard yourself? Yeah. I heard me tell the story and realized, holy shit, mm -hmm. that's not true. And I don't know, like, it seems to be very complicated for you to understand that. Mm -hmm. But every single one of our friends was like, no, Jess, that makes perfect sense. Like, people do this. Like, something bad happens or something that they don't like happens and... You know, like, or like, like to example, cope with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, one of our good friends just told us the other day, like, you know, when their dad passed away, her sister made up things to cope with it. And she's like, okay, like, <laughs> that's not what happened, but yeah, that's what makes you feel better. And, you know, it's, I'm not saying it's right. Yeah. But at the same time, what would have happened if I didn't make that story up? Would baby girl be here? Would I be here? Like, so it's like, yeah, it it went on for longer than it should have. But at the time, I didn't realize that that wasn't even the truth. And I think that's what you have a hard time coming at one with is like, you just sat here and you were like, it took you so long to tell me. I'm like, I can't tell you something I don't know. Yeah. You know, but after I figured it out, it took me less than a week. And I tried on two separate occasions, but <laughs> it was not good timing. No, Your ex was cutting up one day, and then the next time 
you had gotten upset because I said, used the term baby daddy when I was getting um, ready to tell you. So, yeah, because, yeah, one was my ex. Somehow, he, that man seems to try to make me upset. Um, and the other one was like, um, you said baby daddy, and I was like, ding, 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 something is wrong with this story. And like I told you before, the story that you had told shared with me, some things didn't make sense, but because I, I obviously Got trust it. you, yeah. you know, I didn't question them. So, But after that baby daddy thing, I was like, <laughs> but I mean, nevertheless, now you know the truth. I know the truth. Um, and... The asshole's still not around, so... Baby girl knows the truth, too. Yeah, she does. And now it's like, you have no reason to be upset with me. Like, um, do I feel like it's something that she needed to know at this age? No. But um, I feel like, even though she's seven, in her mind, she's like 13. Yeah. So it's like... I feel like we did the right thing at this for her. Yeah. So, yeah, I was only, I wasn't really upset. I kept telling you that. Are you going back to this now? I thought, mm-hmm. I thought we were ready to like move on. No, I just wanted to clarify. I wasn't upset. I needed a day to process. I processed it. Remember? And I even told you, hey, after tonight, I don't want to talk about it anymore, except for right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I did tell you that. Yeah. Do you remember that? And I was like, we ain't going to talk about this anymore. You already told me. I took the day to process it, and we done. Did you process it, though, or did you suppress? Because right now when you said what you said, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, she still doesn't understand. When you were like, it took you forever to tell me. It took you over two years to tell me. And I'm like, she still doesn't understand. I do understand. Um, I do understand. Partially. Um, The other... Um, The other part of me is, like, the logical person inside of me. Mm. And then the other person's, like, the other side of me is, like, yeah, I understand, like, when people go through a certain, like, trauma, um, people do things to survive, and and that's exactly what you did. So let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. There is a specific person that you slept with before, but you won't tell anybody even though a lot of people know who this person is Mm -hmm. but you will not tell them it's almost like the same thing like you know who it is you know the true story yeah but you won't tell it Mm -hmm. why well people don't even know (laughs) like that person's (laughs) name or anything i'm just saying i'm just trying to let you see that like you refrained from telling people the truth for whatever reason, whether it was at the time to save your marriage, whether it was at the time to not be looked at differently or whatever your reasonings were at that time. Yeah. But you have given me such a hard time about that whole situation when in fact you have done it yourself. Um, Different stories. Yeah. I, same. I, I think to an extent, um, I don't talk about it, but I didn't build off on it. Like it didn't make, I didn't make a different story to, 
to block that. I just don't okay. talk about it. Okay. But let's say I'm trying I'm trying to give you an example. I'm not I'm trying I'm just trying to give you an example so you can see so we can move on from this. But I feel so like we say, have moved on. But clearly not if you literally just said that the logical side of you is like no, like you lied to me. No. That's not what the logical side thinks. My logical side thinks is when um when you tell me like I I couldn't even remember until I heard myself. And so logically I I am just like well, how can you not remember when you built on the story? Like you chose that route. If that makes sense to you what I'm trying to say you chose to go down that route down that story so logically you have to remember because you made it and so that's what I'm telling you the logical part of me thinks that the other is okay you made that story in order to survive the trauma that you went through so that's what I'm telling you so is is that making sense yeah I get what you're saying yeah I get what you're saying but also too you have to realize that from the time that that happened mm-hmm. till about, I don't know, maybe four or five years. Yeah. I was still in that very, like, fucked up mindset. Absolutely. It wasn't until I graduated school, started working, um, did I realize, like, hey, when someone asked me about it, and we sat down and we were talking about it and I was like, hold up. Yeah. Wait a minute. Why don't I have an answer for this? Then I started realizing like, hmm. And I was like, okay, like whatever. And then I blocked it out again. I blocked it out. I was just like tripping. And then when we did the podcast and I heard it, I was like, yeah, something's not right with this. And that's when I think in that week, I was very, very like up and down, up and down. Like you were always asking me like, what's wrong? And I would tell you like, I'm just down, like I'm depressed. Like I was literally in that moment without you even noticing or knowing, I was working through shit in my mind. Well, I know you were working through stuff, but when you go through these ways of your like anxiety and depression, they happen for a reason. I ask you what they are, and you're like, I don't know. Now, if you're not willing to share at that moment, I can't keep digging because it's going to make it worse. Oh, absolutely. I, so I, I, I encourage knew you, you not to. I knew you were going through stuff, and all I could do is, like, is there something I could do? And now, when you finally told me, like, obviously it made sense why you were like that. It just, it kind of took me by a shock. That was all. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, whoa, what just happened right now? Like, the truth was revealed. And I told you, and I kept telling you, thank you for telling me the truth. I kept telling you that I'm not mad at you. I'm just, at the time, I was using the word deceived uh, with you. But that's what I'm telling you. And I have processed it. I'm not upset. The, I, in fact, I think this is the second time we talked about it. Because after we, you told me that day, I told you I don't want to talk about it anymore, um, because I was over it. No, because you suppressed. No, I didn't suppress. 
I didn't suppress. I told you. I think also when I tell you the logical side of me, you're talking to someone who is about to be 38, pushing 40. Like, I am more mentally mature. So I'm thinking like, hey, like the logical part of me. Now, that's what I'm thinking at this age, you know. Um, know, And I think that's cute because you're like the logical side of me, the more mature me, you know all of this and it's like you're still lying to your friends to this day about a situation that you did that's in the podcast i have a headache now (laughs) give me a headache i gave you a headache yeah whatever you know baby you were thank you for telling me honestly that was just it that uh, obviously that whole situation explained how you are that you said you get overprotective. Very much so. And and my thing is, how did that um, scenario, that whole situation with Catalea's uh, sperm donor, how does that affect you right now? Because you said you get defensive. But I just want to know why do you get um, defensive? Because he tried to take what was mine away. And so when people try to do that, when people try to hurt my family, um, I get very defensive because it's very easily, it can very easily be done, mm. you know. So when you know who tries to, you know, say, you know, stupid things about Lewis, I'm like, no, absolutely not. Like, yeah. You know, or like when he's like, what does he like to eat? Like, he can fucking talk. Yeah. He can read probably better than you can. Like, yeah, I think like, you know, like let him be a person. I get very defensive because it's like, don't take his voice away. Yeah. We don't need to order for him. He can order for himself. Oh, he'll tell us. Yes. He's oh. like, I want this and this and this and dessert. You, you got to limit him. Yeah, you do. Because he'll be Remember in the whole damn time? menu. Remember that one time he we went to Applebee's for his birthday? He loves Applebee's. And he ate, this was last year, and he yeah. ate so much when he stood up from the table, he just puked everywhere. And now every time we go to Applebee's without him, they're like, where's our boy at? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what he had. I think he had like a hamburger, fried mozzarella sticks, and then he had ice cream. Yeah, and then he was eating chips off of our platter. And yeah. I think he might have had squeezed in some of our mozzarella sticks as well, plus soda. And he was a mess. He sure was. He actually vomited on the tip money. <laughs> Everybody was like, we don't want it. We don't want it. And the busser guy who had to clean up, he's like, shoot, I'm going to wipe this off. I'm going to take it. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my Oh, goodness. my gosh. Yeah, but I get what you mean, baby. Well, I love when you get crazy and you defend your family. I love when you get jealous. I tell you that all the time. Um, right now, I need to get crazy in bed. Mm-hmm. I am just about out of tequila and what does that mean? Crazy in bed. I'm excited right now. Oh, don't be excited. I'm going to hit the pillow and be like, (laughs) (laughs) I just got her. Excel. she had the beaver look at me again right now. (laughs) (laughs) Like what the fuck? Yeah. That was a very bad analogy that I, yeah, I was like super excited. Maybe not crazy in bed. Maybe like sleepy in bed. Mm. (laughs) Well, we want to thank you all for tuning in to tequila talk at night. It's your girl, Jess. And this is Tanya. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye.